0: We are live for episode number four of the Rally Possum podcast. Your host, Mike, joined by Andy. Andy, what's up?
1: Mike, what's up, man? It's been over a week since we've last talked. What's going on?
0: Well, a lot is going on in the sports world, the Cleveland sports world, the NFL. We had a Super Bowl. Uh, The NBA trade deadline is tomorrow tomorrow pitchers and catchers report next week it is uh beginning to start to be a little bit of a busy time in the sports world
1: definitely a busy time currently is a cleveland sports fan not the most exciting time
0: no no definitely not
1: at all uh definitely missing the browns but man speaking of the super bowl how boring of a game was that
0: you know i heard the argument you know i a lot of these national figures saying, oh, well, it wasn't a boring game, and, you know, all of you still kept on watching it. Well, my take is we kept on watching it because we were wanting something to happen. Like, it it was. It was, it was not the most fun game to watch, and we were waiting for it to be more of a high-scoring game in the second half. I mean, granted, it was still... A close game, but really wasn't a good game. It was a defensive battle for sure. I mean, neither one of the quarterbacks threw a touchdown pass.
1: I mean, I can't think of one memorable play or one memorable moment to, to look back on in that Super Bowl going forward. I mean, look back to last year's Super Bowl and how many big moments there were and things that you can look back and remember. And there was none of that this year. I mean, going into the fourth quarter, the game was tied three to three. It was terrible. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, you gotta give Brady credit. I mean, he's the GOAT. He marched him down the field to win the game. I mean, it wasn't pretty, but Patriots won again.
1: He did. And uh Jared Goffman, he looked oh. terrified during that game.
0: Oh, he really I mean you did. could
1: just see it in his eyes. He was yeah. sitting there, I was talking to my dad when we were watching the game, and I mean, Baker has that you you can just see it in Baker's eyes, that competitive, fiery look he has. Goff looked terrified, and I after I saw after I was looking at him, I really didn't think they stood a chance.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, both defenses did pretty well, and obviously the Rams had one of the top defenses in the league coming into the game. And the fact that the Patriots had an average defense and they held the Rams' offense, which is the number two offense I know. in the NFL, to three points. They and did Sean, a good job. Sean McVay, who is computer mastermind, genius, new coach, offensive guru. Didn't really do anything. You know, I, I thought, you know, when the offense got stagnant, he's going to reach and do the, his bag of tricks and try and do something different. But no, I mean, he didn't do anything. I mean, you remember the, the Super Bowl that the Saints won and Sean Payton came out in the start of the second half and did an onside kick and they got the ball? Yeah. I mean, that, that takes balls to be able to do that. And I, I just thought the Rams played a little bit scared and the Patriots won the game.
1: Bill Belichick did a great job like he always does with his game planning. And obviously Jared Goff, I mean, he was, he was missing Cooper cup who was one of his top receivers this whole year. I don't think Todd Gurley was completely healthy. I mean, he didn't, he didn't do anything that entire game, but the I, had, playoffs. He didn't I, had, like I had a, in the playoffs no, no, at not all. at all. I'd read an article that Belichick sent the Patriots up to the line of scrimmage and they had two plays that were called on defense each time they went up. And right before, the, the Rams would snap the ball. They'd change their their player, change their formation slightly. And uh, Jared Goff, I just he he couldn't adjust to that, and you know he he didn't look good at all.
0: No, no, he really didn't. Well, Andy, tonight, what we're going to do on the podcast, we're going to talk about give us a little bit of a preview of the top thirty NFL free agents since free agency is coming up in just about a month. Here, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about. The Cavs, Cavs made a trade here a few minutes ago, actually, and we're going to talk about the NBA in general, a little bit of Kyrie, a little bit of LeBron later in the night. Um, I'd like to invite everybody at this point, follow us on Twitter, at Rally Possum Pod. Uh, We post new episodes just about every Wednesday or every other Wednesday, um, so hopefully you enjoy it, and if you do enjoy it, please feel free to share it. We are on Apple Podcasts now as well. Um, so we have a little bit more uh, listening opportunities for people.
1: Absolutely. Everybody in, in uh, review and rate us as well. We, we love the feedback. You can tweet at us. Um, you know, just the more interaction with the fans, the better.
0: So Andy, real quick, what did you think about Baker getting snubbed in the rookie of the year?
1: Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, Mike, I'm actually, I'm sitting here right now as we talk and I have a nice cold Coca-Cola poured in my cup is I have banned Pepsi and the Associated Press completely for my life after, I mean, that, that was just, I was pissed off about it.
0: Well, I mean, look, it's an end of the season award. I, I I mean, do I think Baker deserved it? Yes. Do I care that much? Not really. But the fact is Andy, would you trade Baker Mayfield for Saquon Barkley right now?
1: No, but I guarantee the, the Giants would do the opposite.
0: Exactly my point. So, Baker clearly is more valuable than Saquon Barkley, but you know, can't take anything away from him. He had, no, he had, he had a great year. He had a great year. season. Great he did season. have a
1: great year. You just, if you're a quarterback, you played 13 and a half games, you took a team who won zero games to seven wins, and you broke the all time rookie passing touchdown record. I just, I don't get it, but hey, anything that can add another chip to Baker's shoulder. Um, is going to be good for the Browns going forward. So I think they got it wrong personally, but what can you do about it? It's not the end of the world. We're in a better situation going forward than the Giants are.
0: Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Well, did you see uh, Baker and Saquon had a bet? Winner got a piece of jewelry.
1: Yeah, what was that? Was that like a – Like a a a diamond necklace or or something? Yeah. Something
0: like that. Diamond studded necklace. So Baker's got a pony up for a necklace for Saquon, but (laughs) you know what? I would still rather have Baker Mayfield on my team every day of the week. I'm excited for the upcoming season. Well, speaking of the upcoming season, one of the next things that happens since the NFL year is over. I can't believe football season is over. It's kind of a little bit sad, but um, what I'd like to do, you know, we're going to get more specific into these free agents as time goes on, but and we're gonna go over the top thirty free agents. And starting at number thirty, we've got Jason McCordy, our old friend. He was on the Browns last year. I think Dorsey did a good job trading him to the Patriots, letting him play with his twin brother and win the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, and was was that Jason that made the big play where it he was. knocked the the, the, the yeah. receiver out of bounds? Where it would have been a touchdown if yeah, he hadn't but, pushed him out, so.
0: Yeah, he just kind of came out of nowhere. And I mean Honestly, on that play, I blame Jared Goff more than anything. I mean, he,
1: oh, he that, waited way he, too long to throw the ball.
0: He was just throwing like fluttering balls yes. the entire night, probably because he had butterflies in his stomach. But it hung up
1: there, and he should have hit him like ten yards earlier. He should have let that ball yeah, I go. Mean,
0: Cooks Cooks was wide open, but anyway, Jason McCourty, number thirty, had a seventy nine grade on Pro Football Focus. 30, he's going to be 32 next year, so that's typically around the age cornerbacks start to s- slow down. Maybe have him another good year or two, but I don't see him as a fit for the Browns since obviously they got rid of him last season. I would expect him to return to the Patriots, if any.
1: Yeah, I would expect the same thing. And he, With him being 32, I don't really have a ton of interest in him for the Browns either. Number 29, though, Mike, is Preston Smith. He's an edge rusher. I believe yeah. he played for the the Redskins yeah. this past year, so... Uh, he had somewhat of a breakout season in 2018. He had a 76.9 overall grade, which was a career high. And he had over 50 pressures and uh, 20 run stops as a hey, starter this year.
0: Not bad. That's a guy I would consider taking. I think the Browns obviously need need some help on their D-line. So, you know, we'll see uh, see if Dorsey can pull him off.
1: Yeah, it's not one of the star-studded guys you'd really like to see, but you need depth, especially on the D-line. So.
0: We'll yeah, see wonder, how it goes. Wonder what he's going to cost. N- number 28, Kareem Jackson from the Houston Texans. He s- started the season at corner and then moved to safety and led to his highest graded year since 2014, and he kind of had a resurg- resurging year uh, moving to safety. So good for Kareem Jackson. Uh, let's move on next to number 27.
1: Number 27 is C.J. Mosley of the Baltimore Ravens. He is a nasty linebacker, very solid player. Honestly, I would love to see him on the Browns, but I don't think the Ravens are going to let him go.
0: I was just going to say that.
1: But Browns need a linebacker. I don't think he's going anywhere.
0: You know, I was doing a little bit of studying on Joe Shobert. Joe Schobert is one of the best coverage linebackers in the NFL, but he's one of the worst against the run. And I really think that – and obviously I want the Browns to keep Schobert, but they need a middle linebacker like a C.J. Mosley who's just a thumper, who's a great tackler, and he just gets 100 tackles every year. I mean, that's what I think the Browns need, at least from the linebacker position.
1: 100% agree. I like Schobert for coverage. He's a little undersized. And I think going forward, we'll probably hang on to Schobert. Kirksey, I, I I would like to see Kirksey replaced. I think Kirksey's a nice player, but I want a big, tough linebacker like like a CJ Mosley.
0: Totally agree. Number twenty-six is Trent Brown, the tackle for the New England Patriots. He was a former right tackle of the San Francisco Giants San Francisco Giants. Baseball on the mind, apparently. San Francisco 49ers last year. New England moved him over to left tackle he had a pretty good season.
1: Yeah, he did a pretty good job protecting Tom Brady. Number twenty-five is Tyron Matthew, the safety for the Houston Texans. The honey it's, badger. The honey badger, man. He's a good player. I like him, but it wasn't he was just traded this past year, right? They they just traded for him like a year or two ago. Yeah. So I I mean they're they're free, a team he was a that, he was
0: a free agent last year, I think.
1: Oh, he's a free agent. Yeah. Okay. So was he franchise tag then? That he's going to be a free agent again this year. Or?
0: I think he signed a short deal with Houston. Okay, But I I would anticipate them to bring him back.
1: I would anticipate that, too. And I think we're pretty solid at safety right now. I don't think that's one of our major uh, needs going forward.
0: I wouldn't wouldn't spend a ton of money on that position. I think the Browns need to develop depth in that position. But I think they need to spend their $81 million in cap space on a a few more needs.
1: And he's still young. He's only 26. So I don't think Houston's going to let him go.
0: Next is guard for the Rams, Roger Saffold. So he was on one of the best offensive lines obviously for the Rams this season. Uh he does turn 31 this off season. Uh Browns obviously do not need guards as they have two of the top 5 already on the team. Next.
1: Number 23 is Bryce Callahan. He's a cornerback for the Bears. He had good cover grades. He had 81.3 and over in 77.3 over the past 2 years. So A position the Browns could definitely upgrade. We'll see what they do with the cornerback spot.
0: Yeah, Bryce Callahan is, in my opinion, a slot corner. I think he played a lot of slot corner with the Bears. I mean, obviously, he did a great job, and covering the slot isn't important because, obviously, as you saw in the Super Bowl, Julian Edelman won the MVP of the game. He was their slot, New England's slot receiver. So uh, he's a guy I'd monitor depending on the cost. I I would consider him um, because I do think the Browns at least need another corner.
1: I'd agree with that for sure.
0: Next, number 22, we have Shaquille Barrett, edge from the Denver Broncos. Uh, Broncos obviously drafted Bradley Chubb last year, reducing Barrett's role, um, but he he did pretty well in a part-time role. He had a pass rushing grade of 70 in every season. Last year, he had an 82 grade as a starter, so he's a guy that I would monitor as well um, for the Browns to uh, to possibly bring in as a pass rusher.
1: Definitely any edge rusher I am interested in
0: we'll or defensive what, tackle.
1: Exactly. We'll see what the Browns do in those two spots. Number 21 is Juwan James. He's a tackle from the dolphins. Mike, he wasn't very good in uh, plat, uh pass blocking over the past few years. He only had a grade of 67.3 and he's been injured a lot also over the past four years. So uh, I don't want somebody who's not good in protection or who's injured. And really, I I would like to see the Browns maybe add some more depth to their line. But I I don't know if uh, Juwan James is the guy.
0: Well, I I anticipate them to bring back Greg Robinson. And you still have Desmond Harrison, who was an undrafted free agent, started obviously the first eight games of the season before he was replaced by Greg Robinson. So that's a guy I think that maybe if he develops, could be a a future uh, player the Browns can use. Uh, I would like to see them great bring back Greg Robinson as well. I agree. Number twenty, haha, Clinton Dix, safety was on the Packers. Didn't they? Did they trade him?
1: I believe so. I believe so. I can't remember where he went though. we am gonna have Red to Skins? look that up. Let's see. I love his name though. One of the top names in the entire NFL. Yeah, Redskins. He got Red traded Skins, to the Redskins.
0: Okay. That's what I thought. So. He's been one of the most consistent safeties, though, since he came into the NFL. He's had at least three interceptions each of the last three seasons. He's, But he's never really taken the next step in terms of trying to be an elite safety. Um, Green Bay has a pretty solid secondary, so they were willing to part ways with them, build some more draft capital there. Um, obviously not a fit with the Browns, but uh, I'll be interested to see where he lands next. Yeah.
1: Nice player. Next, number 19 is Sheldon Richardson. He's an interior defensive lineman uh, from the Vikings. Early on in his career, Mike, it kind of looked like he was going to be a really nice player.
0: Yeah, for sure. And
1: uh, he didn't really take that next step. But uh, he still had 83 pressures the past few seasons, two or three seasons, which isn't bad. Browns need interior defensive line help. So got to keep an eye on.
0: Absolutely. We have another tackle from the Panthers, Darrell Williams, coming in at number 18. He was one of the best right tackles coming into the NFL in his only full pro season back in 2017. 2017 earned a 78 pass blocking grade, uh, but this year only played 56 snaps and he was on the IR. So he's going to have to prove that his knee is healthy um, just before uh, anybody signs him.
1: Absolutely. Injury risks are a big concern. And that's the same thing with number 17, Jordan Hicks, who's a linebacker from the Eagles.
0: Boy, I I would, if he can stay healthy, I would take him. I
1: like Jordan Hicks a lot and we need linebackers, man, but he, he hasn't been healthy when he is healthy though. Really, really good player.
0: Absolutely. Number 16, golden Tate. He's really not a true number one wide receiver, but he's the number one free agent wide receiver this is a bit of a weak free agent wide receiver class. Um, he's a good complimentary piece. I would say for sure. He's an elusive receiver. Um, he's historically been pretty good on screens throughout his career. I don't really think the Eagles did much trying to get him the ball. Um, that was a very Zachert's centric offense. Um, 58 broken tackles over the last three years are the most of any receiver in the NFL. So he's very good after the catch. Um, depending on cost, he's a guy I would think about for the Browns.
1: Yeah. I, the Browns definitely could upgrade a receiver. Uh, I don't know. Philadelphia just traded for him though. So I'm not sure if, if they're going to try and, you know, let him just walk away like that. I don't know what they gave up, but definitely a solid receiver. No doubt about it.
0: Well, it was primarily to win now. And obviously they made the playoffs and and, and just missed winning another game. So and I yep. think obviously Nick Foles career is done in uh, Philly as well. Next. So
1: number 15 is Matt Perattis. He's a center from the Denver Broncos. Uh, most of the time he plays in a zone scheme for blocking, but he's still one of the top centers in the NFL when, he, when he's playing in that scheme. Um, I'm not sure the Browns got a new offensive line coach this year. I'm not really sure what his scheme is. So I'm not sure if, if he would be a fit for the, the Browns, but not a bad player.
0: Yeah. I wouldn't anticipate the Browns line scheme to be changing, especially with retaining Freddie Kitchens.
1: Yeah, you wouldn't think so. Well, we'll see what this – I don't really know much about their new offensive line coach.
0: Yeah, he's coming from Green Bay, so, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Number 14, an interesting name, Ndamukong Su. He's not, obviously, the every down dominant tackle that he once was, but he still has flashes of dominant play, as we've seen in the postseason.
1: And he's a massive human being.
0: Yes, he is. 48 pressures this past season, still racking up, 887 snaps. You know, he's the guy I would consider.
1: Do you remember when he ripped Jake Delhomme's head off during that one? It was a preseason, pre-season game when game. he was on yeah, the Lions. I'll never forget that one. He's a yeah. big, nasty interior defensive lineman. Oh, yeah. I, I, I have a lot of interest in him just for those reasons.
0: Well, I and mean, th- he is getting older, though. He's going to be 33, right? 33, 34 yeah, this year. Yeah, he's in his so.
1: 30s. It wouldn't be, I I couldn't see it being a real long-term deal. You know, this
0: this is is probably his last decent contract.
1: Yeah. It would be a win now situation for, you know, a couple of years or so,
0: which is why I could see him staying in LA.
1: Yeah, absolutely. He's played well there and he, he doesn't have to be the main guy on that defensive line either. So, right. But number 13 is the Marcus Joyner safety for the Rams. Uh, he's, he's pretty solid player, Mike. Um, And again, I just I just don't think that the Browns are really they don't really need a safety. It's not a major need this past this year.
0: Coming in at number twelve, Le'Veon Bell.
1: That's an interesting one.
0: Sat out the entire season. Sucks for all those fantasy players that drafted him in the first round. I mean, I I couldn't believe he sat out the entire season. And honestly, I think he has torpedoed his own value just simply because how well James Conner performed in his absence I mean, running backs. Yes. Running back is an important position, but the NFL is realizing that running backs aren't valuable.
1: And I think Le'Veon Vell is a talented back, but like you said, I mean, James Conner, James Conner is a good back, but he also stepped into a really good offense. And I think a lot of it is the system he's playing in. So Le'Veon, I I don't think you're ever going to see the elite, Level running back, Le'Veon Bell, like you saw in Pittsburgh, especially now that he's he's definitely
0: past his prime.
1: If I wouldn't say a, that.
0: I, I absolutely would not say that. You he's, wouldn't
1: say that Le'Veon Bell is past his prime?
0: Absolutely not. you got to
1: be crazy. The guy's been in the league for how long now? He's never going to have those types of years again like he had in Pittsburgh. It's not going to happen. The average self, shelf life for a running back is, what, three to five years? No. Yes. The NFL running backs –
0: not not a lead NFL running back. Le'Veon Bell's twenty six years old, Andy. He'll be twenty seven next week. Le'Veon
1: Bell is past his prime man.
0: Abs. He's not gonna be the same. I completely
1: not. disagree with you on this. Completely disagree with you.
0: Where would you expect him to land? We're gonna have to make a bet about this.
1: Uh I don't know where he's gonna land. Uh I don't know. I, I don't know what teams are gonna have a lot of interest in him. I, I thought the Chiefs could be an interesting option. Three but...
0: teams three teams jump out to me. Chiefs, Colts, and Jets.
1: Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I, next, I don't care about Le'Veon Bell.
0: Andy, we uh, are going to make a bet when Le'Veon Bell signs with a team if he will rush for 1,000 yards.
1: Well, 1,000 yards, I mean, okay, that's, that's nothing, 1,000 yards. We should. It has to be more than that. If you're saying he's an elite back, he's going to rush for more than 1,000 yards, if that's what you're telling me.
0: But you're saying he's past his prime. so Yeah, he's past. past his
1: prime, but you're telling me he's an elite back. So if he's an elite back, he's going to rush right. for more than 1,000 yards.
0: In my opinion, and not okay, so screen. it has to be higher. Okay, why don't we just go by total yards? Then
1: we'll figure it out,
0: we'll have to talk about it.
1: Next is Adrian Amos, he's a safety for the Chicago Bears. Again, talented player, Browns don't really need a safety.
0: Yeah, all right, give me the next one.
1: Okay, next is Ronald Darby, he's a cornerback for the Eagles, only 25. Uh, another guy Browns could keep their eye on next D Ford. Number nine. He's a guy I have a lot of interest in. He's an edge rusher drafted by John Dorsey from Glenville, Ohio. A guy that I really would like to see the Browns possibly go after or not. No, Frank Clark is from Glenville, Ohio. I was going to say, not I D. Like Ford. D Ford. Not D from Ford. Ohio too.
0: Yeah, no, I was going to no. say Frank D Ford and Frank Clark are two guys. I have a lot of interest in. Yes. And I Frank like Clark's number
1: eight.
0: Yes. Yeah, if we could from the Seahawks, if we could pull off either Frank Clark or D. Ford, obviously Dorsey drafted D. Ford, so he knows what type of player he is. Um, obviously he had a bit of a resurging year um, in 2018. So he's a guy I have a lot of interest in, as is Frank Clark, who's twenty six years old. Uh, thirteen and a half sacks this season, tied with Miles Garrett. Could you imagine him and Miles Garrett coming off the edges? Yeah,
1: I would I would love that. That'd be really nice.
0: I would be pumped up about that. Um, Next, number seven, we've got Landon Collins, safety from the Giants. I didn't have his best season in 2018, but did any Giant besides Saquon Barkley even have a good season?
1: (laughs) Not really. Next, number six is Jadavion Clowney. That's an interesting one.
0: Don't even Uh, expect him to become available.
1: Yeah, I I can't see that happening. Number five, Grady Jarrett is another guy I have a ton of interest in, interior defensive lineman from the Falcons. I would love to see him signed by the Cleveland Browns.
0: Absolutely, and an 86.7 pass rushing grade this season, fifth among all interior players. And Andy, the great news is he turns 26.
1: Yeah, he's still young.
0: Next season, young guy, in for a big payday. I think the Browns can afford him. I mean, the Browns really, really, really have a hole next to Larry Ogunjobi and Miles Garrett on that defensive line. And I anticipate Dorsey to either address the defensive tackle position in free agency or in the draft. Um, there's been some talk about him being interested in a lot of the defensive tackles um, that are coming out here in the draft. So it'll be interesting to see what type of free agents and what position groups that he signs singling, you know, potential interest in the draft. Or, you know, maybe he just does both.
1: Yeah, that'd be great.
0: the depth and just best player available. Number four, Brandon Graham, another edge rusher. He's going to be 31 next season, but he's aging like a fine wine. Notched 213 pressures over the past three seasons. Arguably the best bull rushing back or rush edge defender in the NFL. He probably won't have a high sack total, but he impacts the pass and the run at a very, very high level. Uh, depending on cost, maybe a guy I'd be interested in. And in.
1: Number three, Trey Flowers. He's an edge rusher for the Patriots. Doesn't really get a lot of numbers sack-wise. Doesn't come up with huge sack totals, but he's really versatile. He's played a lot of different spots on the Patriots' D-line, and he gets, he gets pressure on the quarterback.
0: Absolutely. I would be very interested in taking Trey Flowers as well. That would be a great pickup for the Browns and Dorsey. I think he had a great Super Bowl as well. Absolutely. Number two, Earl Thomas. He's going to be 30, coming off a broken leg, but he is still one of the best safeties, and he's been an unquestionable elite safety for his entire career. Um, He's earned, obviously, a 90-plus grade each of the last two seasons. Even if he loses a step, he's still the best safety on the market. Um, A team I could see him going to would be Dallas. There's always been interest with him in Dallas over the last few years.
1: Didn't he give the – Seahawks, yeah, yeah, the bird this past year. Yes, he did. Oh, boy. Great player, though. Went healthy.
0: Yeah, went to college in Texas, so maybe he returns to his roots down there. Number one, who do we got?
1: We got DeMarcus Lawrence from the Cowboys, the edge rusher. He's still only 26. Really, really talented edge rusher who's in his prime right now. So, I mean, obviously. I expect the Cowboys to probably
0: franchise him.
1: Yeah. I don't think he's going to be available. If he was, I, you know, you would hope the Browns would have interest on him.
0: Yeah. Well, the great news is this year with the Browns position of need, there are free agents out there. I mean, this is definitely a defensive free agent draft and a defensive free agent, uh, free agent class.
1: Absolutely. Draft
0: class and free agent class. So, I mean, uh, there's no doubt in my mind that the Browns are going to hopefully tap into the draft and free agency to address the holes that they have in the front seven.
1: Yes, I agree. The Browns are in a great spot this year for sure.
0: Well, Andy, why don't we transition and switch gears to the National Basketball Association.
1: Gotta love the NBA.
0: Well, let's, let's quickly recap the trade that the Cavs just made. So there was a three team trade between the Cavs and, the Kings and the Rockets. Andy, break it down.
1: So the Cavs sent Alec Burks to the Kings. Kings sent the Rockets. Sorry, go ahead, Mike.
0: I was going to say, what do the Kings want Alec Burks for? I thought contending teams were interested in that guy.
1: The Kings are – they're just one of those franchises in the NBA that make you kind of scratch your head over the past 20 years. Doesn't make a lot of sense for them, I guess, but – I'll take it. We we got a we got a first round pick out of it, although it's protected. But the Kings sent the Rockets our old buddy, Amon Schumpert.
0: Yeah, what? So they could have traded for him last year. I thought yeah. the, the Rockets were interested in Amon Schumpert last year. I don't even know how the heck he's doing in Sac how he's been doing in Sacramento this year, but
1: he was involved in some weird conspiracy where there did you hear about that? No. With him? No. There, I, I don't know the details, but it was rumored that he had f- f- filmed some kind of um porno, it was like a threesome porno with his wife and some other girl, and he got the other girl pregnant.
0: <laughs> All right, I, I don't know the full
1: details, but yeah,
0: that's are you uh, is that on your Pornhub browser or something? I don't know,
1: Mike. That's on my uh my loading screen. As soon as I open up my, my Safari, it just pops up. Oh,
0: okay. Well, Hey man, got to do what you got to do. I'm on Shumpert, man. (laughs) Very
1: bizarre, but I think the Rockets made this trade to try and clear Brandon Knight's contract. And that's what the Cavs took on. They're taking on yet another massive deal. And they also get a a protected lottery pick out of it, which the Rockets aren't going to meet the lottery anyway. And also Marquise Chris,
0: Marcus Chris is a young player, uh, power forward. So, I mean, wasn't he? I think he was drafted by the Suns. What's, Sounds about uh, right. Yeah. What's Brandon Knight's contract? I think he what, making what about fifteen mil a year, I believe.
1: I will always remember Brandon Knight in the um, Rising Stars game when remember when Kyrie just totally yeah, oh, yeah. snapped his ankles.
0: Yeah, Brandon Knight was actually a decent player when they when he was a rookie but then I think he's just been injury riddled and I mean maybe you know he's still he's 27 maybe he could have a resurgence with the Cavs maybe
1: we'll see we'll see him and Colin Sexton
0: oh god <laughs> i i i andy i am just not a colin sexton fan he
1: had what do he have 29 points last night but it was on 24 shots
0: 27 so. you, you want to see you want to know something interesting the Cavs are the only team in the NBA to not have a thirty-point 30 point score, this score. Year. isn't that yeah. nuts? Marquise Chris is actually a decent prospect. He's twenty-one years old, six foot ten. Interesting.
1: Hey, I'll take I'll take young guys. Bring them in, see what they can do. We're in the development mode right now.
0: We are in straight tank mode, baby.
1: Hundred percent.
0: Straight tank mode. Marquise Chris only played in sixteen games for the Rockets this year, averaging one point six points. Per game, I would expect him to get a little bit of a more opportunity with the Cavs. Um, on the other hand, Brandon Knight, uh, his contract. was he making? 12, 12 14, and a half? 14.6. 14. 14.6. 14. Jeez. How many He's, more years? He is under contract for the 2019 2020 season, and then it's free okay. agent.
1: So that so kind of. I think the Cavs are looking at that 2020 season to, to dump. A bunch of contracts. So I think they have Jr's contract, I believe, runs through there, Tristan's, Mm -hmm. and now Brandon Knight.
0: So for the next year... Well, I think Jr's done at the end of this year, correct?
1: I'm going to have to double-check. I thought it was 2020.
0: God, I hope not.
1: I mean, the guy is literally sitting on his ass making $15 million a year.
0: Sign me up. You know, let's see.
1: So he signed... The details. So on September second, twenty fifteen, he resigned with the Cavs. Oh no, that's October fifteenth, twenty sixteen. Four year, fifty seven million dollars.
0: So next year. So next year. Ugh, that's disgusting.
1: Yeah, that was bad. That was thank you, LeBron, for that contract.
0: Yeah. Well. <laughs> Speaking of LeBron, did you uh, did you happen to catch the game last night? Lakers wow. Pacers.
1: Wow, was that bad, man? <laughs> what is that? Was the worst that, loss of LeBron's career?
0: Worst loss of LeBron's career. I, I was laughing because the Patriots, the, the Pacers fans were chanting, "LeBron okay. will trade you."
1: That was great, and and did you see? I tweeted out a picture too of LeBron sitting on the bench. There was like a three to four chair yeah. gap. He was just by himself.
0: Yeah. What was that?
1: So, I mean, I, I get it in a way, you know, these, these young guys, he's trying to trade the whole fricking team, Mike.
0: Well, that, that's just it. Okay. So, I mean, what, what was the rumored trade? It was, they proposed to the, pay, the it uh, Pelicans. for Anthony Lonzo Davis.
1: Ball, Brandon right. Ingram, Kyle Kuzma, Rajon Rondo, Lance Stevenson, and two first round picks. That's the whole team, Mike.
0: Maybe that's three starters. Oh, actually, no. And Rajon Rondo. Oh, no, Ray Rajon, Rajon Rondo is Rondo doesn't start. Zubac. Does, wait, they put Zubac in too, right?
1: Maybe, maybe they did. But
0: I, I, I think I saw him. I think I saw him in, on on one of the offers at least too. But man, they're so trading
1: Ball, they, Kuzma in
0: their entire starting lineup basically for Anthony Davis <laughs> and picks. I mean, what?
1: Yeah, that's an I mean, unheard of. If I were the Pelicans, I would have jumped on that immediately.
0: Honestly, it's not, what are they that's waiting not for? a bad trade. It's not a bad trade. I just don't think that they want to give Anthony Davis what he wants and trade him to the Lakers, which I think is a smart decision. But, I mean, there's, there's a report as of a few minutes ago that the talks might be dead. They're, Los Angeles Lakers are running low on hope that the Pelicans will engage them by Thursday's deadline, and that's from Adrian Wojnarowski five minutes ago. So
1: we'll see. Yeah. The deadline's tomorrow at three o'clock. So
0: I but think, I mean, Andy, who, who the hell they if they made that trade, the Lakers are sitting 27 and 27, they're two and a half games out of the uh, eight seed in the West. Who the hell is going to be on that team?
1: Yeah, no, this year it would, it, they would not do anything this year. Nothing. I think the only reason they'd make that trade is they must have a really good idea that they're going to either get Kyrie Durant or Clay Thompson. Clay, one of those other guys. Because, I mean, you're not going to win with just LeBron and AD this year. You're not going to get past any of those teams in the West.
0: Here's the thing. Anthony Davis is one of the top five players in the NBA. Agreed? When healthy, yes. When healthy. That was where I was going next. Andy, the guy misses so much time. His nickname, if I don't know if you – I don't think you play uh, – Daily Fantasy Basketball, which I've been playing for a few years. His nickname on the boards for Daily Fantasy Basketball is Glass because he's made of glass. He, I, I mean. Well, he, hey, LeBron he, he needs, out.
1: LeBron needs uh, a new Kevin Love.
0: Well, yeah. Yes, he does. I mean, Grant, Anthony Davis, phenomenal player, averaging almost, almost 30 points a game, 13 rebounds, two blocks a game. But the fact of the matter is, Andy, he has never played a complete season. Last two years, 75 games, 61 games, 68, 67. So he plays the majority of the games. But, I mean, he's always, always, always banged up in one way, shape, or form. And let's face it, LeBron's no young spring chicken at this point either. He just missed 17 games and just came back a couple games ago.
1: What is LeBron now, 34, 35? 34. So, yeah, I mean, (laughs) I don't know. The Lakers are a mess right now, and I absolutely love it.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely love it. All right, so prediction time. Do the Lakers make the playoffs, or are they in the lottery?
1: I think they're still going to sneak in. They're, what, one or two games out right now? Yeah. the bottom? I think as long as they got LeBron, I mean, I would be stunned if they didn't make the playoffs with LeBron. But
0: now anything could happen. Now anything could happen in
1: the West. The West absolutely. is a whole different animal. And I don't think LeBron really realized what he was getting himself into. I mean, he had a cakewalk. He could He could be the fifth seed in the East and make the finals every year.
0: Right. I know. I, do you think he's regretting his decision leaving the Caps?
1: I don't personally. I, I don't think he cares. I, I think LeBron had this planned ever since he came back. I mean, he he bought that mansion in L.A. like his first or second year back here, and I think he knew what he was getting into. This this wasn't a a, a really great basketball decision. I think he was going there right. for his his brand and his business. So I don't think LeBron cares.
0: Yeah, I think he's – I mean, not to say that he's content because he's still going to try. He's still, you know, one of the best players in the NBA. But I think that he is comfortable with his legacy, and he exactly wants to build his brand, be a movie star, and live the L.A. lifestyle.
1: Just like every other player in the NBA. The the NBA (laughs) – these players, all they care about is their brand. There's no – loyalty to the team I mean look at freaking Kyrie now one to leave Boston
0: before we get into Kyrie which I I definitely want to I just want to make a statement that Andy when's the last time anybody any NBA news had to do with a freaking game I mean there's there's a Mm. NBA season going on and all we're talking about is all this stupid bullshit about, oh, this guy wants to play here, and this guy wants to play there, and Anthony Davis is giving the Pelicans an ultimatum because he can only play for the Knicks, the Bucks, the Lakers, or the Clippers. And, oh, by the way, uh, we're not sure if Kyrie Irving is going to re-sign with Boston because the New York Knicks are clearing cap space, and Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving may team up and go play in New York, and blah, 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 blah. It's nothing about the damn games. Why even bother to play, honestly? It drives you crazy, man. It does not even freaking matter. No, we know who's going to win it this year. It's going to be the Warriors. DeMarcus oh, Cousins is back being healthy and they're on a freaking tear again. So it's 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 honestly ridiculous. You know, when LeBron joined the Heat and everybody was like, "Oh, LeBron's got a big 3." And they won two championships and then, you know, the big 3 with the Cavs and Kyrie and Kevin Love the big three in Golden State with Draymond, Clay, and Steph, who had a historically awesome team with 73 wins. Then all of a sudden, Kevin Durant decides to join him. So they have a big four. So now big fours are the new thing. Oh, and then the Warriors try to top everybody and sign DeMarcus Cousins. They have a big freaking five. It's it's honestly ridiculous in the NBA the way it's structured.
1: So it's absurd. So I have a question. Do you think – is there anything that you think that can be done to fix the NBA the way it it is currently right now? I mean, can anything be done in your opinion? I I have a few ideas. Yes. But they're never going to be. I mean, as long as Adam Silver is the commissioner of the NBA, nothing is going to get done.
0: Well, I agree with that. My proposal would be to take the top 15 players from the previous season and not allow Unless they're already on the same team together, not allow them to be traded to or sign with a team that already has one top fifteen player. So Demarcus Cousins would not have been able to join Golden State. Kevin Durant would not have been able to join Golden State. Uh, it's it's ridiculous to me. It, all these guys are just such major divas. And it really is eliminating small market teams. I mean, take six teams, have an elite NBA, let Kyrie play with whoever the hell he wants to play with. And LeBron pick his team and have them compete against each other. And then have a secondary league with a separate championship.
1: You might as well just have a secondary league because that's what it's becoming. You know, there's only five teams that are really good in the NBA, but so I I have a few ideas. I just want to bounce them off you, get your opinion. Obviously, these are probably never going to happen, but it's fun to talk about. So what if what if the NBA made a rule where you could only have one max contract per team? So looking at the way the NBA right now, currently Golden State has two, Houston has two, Oklahoma City has two, the Celtics have three, Memphis has three, LA only has one, but they have room. I mean, Kyrie and Anthony Davis are both max contract players. They're rumored to go there. So what if you, what if you could only sign one player – to a max contract so that it kind of spreads the wealth a little bit
0: i'm okay with it but you know these guys are going to protest because they all yeah it's not going to
1: happen it's just you know it could work but the nba players association is going to fight for that and that's never going to happen
0: yeah
1: um one another idea mike i hate the lottery i think the lottery is the dumbest thing
0: well and especially because it's been revised now exactly the, Now the bottom three teams have an equal percentage equal chance of landing the number one pick.
1: The Cavs have like a 40% chance to get the, the fifth pick or something like that. Um, but I mean...
0: Great, the, so we're going to be stuck with bowl, bowl.
1: Well, and that's the thing. The lottery, if you don't hit, you get one or two or sometimes even three, like these bad teams just get stuck in mediocrity for years. Right. You know, so I mean... The NBA, okay, I get it to prevent tanking. Tanking's a bad look, but so so are superstars bouncing from team to team every year and assembling super teams. I mean, that's that's right. not a good look.
0: So, What's worse? Tanking or having Golden State win four championships in the last five exactly. years. Exactly.
1: Tanking, if you're a small market team like you brought up, tanking is really that's the best thing you can do. You you really have like a five to seven year window when you get these guys to try and build before they leave for a bigger market. So you should be allowed to tank in the NBA if you want to. If that's if that's your strategy to try and build a team that can compete against these super teams, if you're gonna allow the super teams, that should be allowed, in my opinion, at least. Right. right. And then uh, you know, possibly a franchise tag, which will never happen, but you could keep some of your star players.
0: Well, if they could do some sort of non guaranteed contract like the NFL, that would be a totally different that would be a game changer.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Money is all guaranteed in the NBA.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I really don't think anything probably is going to change. And that's why, unfortunately, a lot of people nowadays are just fans of players and not fans of teams, which is sad because it is sad. I'm, I'm a Cavs fan and I don't give a crap about what the hell the L.A. Lakers are doing. Yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not a fan of LeBron anymore. I was a huge LeBron fan when he was in Cleveland. When he left to go to Miami, not a LeBron fan. When he came back, LeBron fan. When he ke- left, not a LeBron fan. Don't even watch, don't even care what he's doing. I I hope they lose every game. I'm a Cleveland fan. I don't care.
1: Agreed. <laughs> I agree completely. And it annoys the crap out of me.
0: No matter how yeah, cool his teams, shoes look.
1: there are There are fans that just jump. Jump ship wherever LeBron goes, like, oh, I'm a LeBron fan,
0: right? There's plenty of people in the Cleveland area I see wearing number 23 LA Lakers jerseys. I mean, go ahead, go ahead, enjoy yourself. I hope you're enjoying the NBA right now because I sure the hell am not.
1: It's a joke, but let's get into Cry a little bit. He's been making some news recently, Mike.
0: And he is such a freaking nut job. I mean, th- <laughs> he's this crazy. Guy, this guy. Every time he opens his stupid mouth, <laughs> he it literally gets nuts. dumber and dumber and dumber. It makes no freaking sense. Oh, I don't know the city of Boston anything and blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. Go, go play for the New York Knicks. You're never going to win a championship in, the rest, in your entire NBA career, Kyrie. You're not. Go ahead. Build your little K2 shoe brand, your shitty shoes. Have fun with that. And then – Stay the hell away from Cleveland because, oh, by the way, that's all you do is stay the hell away from Cleveland. Andy, he doesn't did you, play. Did you know that he hasn't even been back?
1: Yeah, he hasn't been back since they traded him two this, years ago.
0: This week, Monday night, the Cavs played the Celtics. Uh, by the way, oh, Kyrie had a hip strain. He didn't even bother to come with the travel with the team. He stayed in Boston. Same thing the last time they played him. Playoffs didn't even show up when the Boston played. He sat played. at home
1: the entire I, playoff series.
0: I mean, is he afraid to like see the Cleveland fans? Because I honestly think think at this point, the Cleveland fans have accepted the fact that he's a wackadoo and, you know, we, all right, dude, thanks for the shot. Thanks for helping us win a championship. Be done, be done with you.
1: Even when he was with us, I I remember the last year that he was with us and we were in the finals and going on our playoff run. There were reports that he didn't communicate with any of the Cavs teammates at all. The entire playoffs. Right. Like, the dude is is weird, man. He's just a weird dude. He's different.
0: Well, what do you make of him uh, making good with LeBron now? You think he uh, wants to play with LeBron again?
1: I, he may change his mind in another week or so. But I think, he's, I think he's realized that he doesn't have what it takes to, to be the man. And all, all these guys think that they're these, these great leaders and, like, they can just, you know. Kyrie, <laughs> you couldn't win with us. You never took us to the playoffs one time before LeBron came back in a weak Eastern conference. If you're such a great player, we should have at least made the eighth seed once and Boston made the final or the Eastern conference finals last year without you. So. Right. That says a lot.
0: Well, and I don't think that he likes Boston because Boston plays team basketball. And Kyrie is a me guy and he wants to go to a team like the Knicks where he can score 30 points a game and, you know, be like a James Harden type. And that's
1: why he didn't like playing with LeBron because LeBron is a ball dominant guy also.
0: Right. So let me ask you a question. Who do you blame more for the Cavs current shitty situation? Dan Gilbert, LeBron or Kyrie?
1: All right, so this is this is a <clears throat> not an easy question to answer because obviously there's blame to go around from all parties. I mean, Dan Gilbert made one of the dumbest decisions in Cavs franchise history when he let go of David Griffin. I mean, that was Agreed. really, really, really stupid of him. But, I mean, I, I blame LeBron personally. That's my vote. I know we, we put out a Twitter poll a week or so ago and LeBron got 59% of the votes. I mean, the guy, for as great of a player as he is, there's no denying that. We never would have won a championship if he was not here. But he comes in and he just – he's like a cancer where he just – he takes over – you saw it in Miami. You're seeing it in L.A. right now. He gets – he fires people he doesn't want to be in either coaching or front office. He basically demands you to sign his, his boys basically to outrageous contracts. And so, I mean, the reason the Cavs are stuck in such a crappy financial situation right now is because of LeBron. We did all this for him then he just leaves us high and dry.
0: Yeah, yeah. So he,
1: he's my vote.
0: That's a really good point. Um, I blame all of it on Kyrie, and I'll tell you why. Ky, if Kyrie would not, would be a, a normal human adult and not crazy, he would still be here. If LeBron would have left, it would have been his team, and we would have been able to build around him. But if he would have stayed last year, LeBron may have stayed, but there would have at least been a chance that he would stay and bring back you know, some other players. And obviously it remains to be seen what the Cavs roster would look like. I mean, it's crazy when you go from following a team so intensely, watching every game in the last four years to barely watching it all, because let's face it, any of these guys are just unwatchable.
1: I mean, I don't know half the players on the team, Mike. There's it's it's crazy. It's like a glorified D League team. And you're right. I mean, how nice would it be Kyrie all ever all he ever wanted to do was be the man. So if he would have stayed, he would have had that that opportunity. You know, we still would have been somewhat competitive in the east with Kyrie. And well
0: and if, if LeBron would have stayed and Kyrie would have uh would have still left. If LeBron would have decided to stay in this offseason, you realize that Kemba Walker would be our starting point guard right now because the Cavs had a deal in place pending LeBron's decision yeah,
1: LeBron doesn't to trade
0: that. for Kemba Walker and Colin Sexton or whoever Sheigelius Alexander would be on the Charlotte Horns right now.
1: Yeah. I I I personally don't think LeBron ever had any plans of staying. I think once he got his his championship in twenty sixteen, I think that he saw his way out and he was gonna take it regardless. I guess we'll never know. That's my personal opinion. But it's just a mess, isn't it? I mean, think just three years ago, Mike, what was it? Yeah. Three years ago, 2016.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, crazy how fast things change.
0: Well, things change in the NBA at a rapid rate because all these players just constantly have, have some sort of problem. So we'll see what happens. And obviously we'll see where the year ends with the Cavs and where they draw in the lottery. Cause, uh, there will be no playoffs for the Cavs for a very, very long time.
1: Yeah, I mean, even if they get number one, they're, not, they're likely not going to the playoffs next year. You know, no, it's no. – I, I don't – do you trust the way the Cavs' front office right now is set up, Dan Gilbert, Kobe Altman. Do you trust them, yes or no? Or is it too soon to tell with Kobe Altman, I guess?
0: I mean, this is what Kobe's second year –
1: yeah. Second year last year. I mean, I guess you can't really count last year because LeBron was still here and he just didn't really,
0: you know, he didn't do a ton. I think he's doing a good job of blowing it up. And I think last year he was so backlogged by all of those huge contracts. And I mean, look, I was excited when they got D Wade. I was excited when they um, had Derek Rose. I was excited. You know, we trade all these guys and we get, Rodney Hood, who I thought was actually going to be a decent player because he was averaging 16 points at the time for the Utah yeah, Jazz. Yeah, was a the, huge bust. Who had the slowest offense in the NBA, thinking oh, he's going to come to the Cavs and be able to bring some of that. No. I mean, what a disappointment that dude was. I mean, and this year was his chance to be the, the man, and he just –
1: Yeah, he's he, – I mean, he disappeared in the finals last year too. He just pooped himself, and he didn't do anything in the finals for us. But I think Kobe Ullman, uh, I don't know. I mean – I mean, he. It's hard to say right now. I I would like to see what he does this off season with the draft and if he can continue to move some of these pieces at the trade deadline. Well, the thing
0: um, is, he's gonna have to just hit on draft picks. That's it. You know, he's gonna he's acquiring a ton of draft picks. Fine, get as many as you possibly can. Give yourself as many at bats to actually get players. But the thing is, though, if he doesn't hit on the draft picks, Andy, this is gonna take four. Ever.
1: It is. He has to hit on the draft picks. I mean, he absolutely has to. Because he's not going to get any free agents in here.
0: Oh, hell no. You not.
1: know, there's. You first off, you don't have the money. Second off, even in 2020 when you have the money, oh, no one's going to come sign in Cleveland.
0: People don't want to come play with Tristan Thompson?
1: <laughs> they might want to come see Khloe Kardashian.
0: Yeah, I'll pass on that.
1: <laughs> so... There were rumors, I mean, we'll, we'll see what the Cavs do. I, I'm kind of curious to see what all they do tomorrow. Tristan had been rumored in some trades a while back. I don't know if those are dead now.
0: I, I mean, think they're done.
1: If Kevin Love somehow by the grace of God gets traded, it would be a miracle. But <laughs> So let me ask you this. Would, would you rather have the Cavs trade Kevin Love now or right now his value is at an all-time low? I mean, he's, he just signed a massive deal. He's only played 4 games this year. You know, you haven't seen him forever. He's in his he's 30 now. Or would you rather have them try and keep him, bring him back, let him kind of showcase a little bit and then try and trade him? Even though he is an injury risk and he has a massive contract.
0: Who who are you talking about? Kevin Love. Who who is that? Does he play he's, on the Cavs?
1: He's the man made of glass.
0: Oh, oh, oh. Didn't he wasn't he on the team when the Cavs won the championship?
1: He was, but the year before he got his shoulder ripped out.
0: Oh, okay. And he was on the team last year too? He was. Huh. He
1: just disappeared. You know, I just,
0: I I just can't place him. But anyway, for real though. I mean, yeah. I I don't know why the hell they signed him that ludicrous four-year deal. Oh, we're going to, we're going to compete and we're going to build around. Kevin love Yeah, Good luck. When you're starting power forward is Jerome Blossom game for God's sakes. I mean, come on.
1: And I, I think that, I mean, Kobe Altman is the GM, but I, I don't know if Kobe really wanted to do that or if that was a, a Dan Gilbert pressure move because Dan Gilbert has a massive ego and thinks that he could, could have competed this year, just like he thought back in 2010 they could have competed. When right. They lost like 26 straight games. But um,
0: at this point, as long as the Cavs can get one of the top three picks, get Zion, Jay Moran, or RJ Barrett, fine fine but you know what though andy here's a point that nobody's talking about if the Cavs get the number one pick and draft zion williamson um he plays power forward what do you need kevin love for yeah you, you gonna let yeah. him take zion's minutes or are you gonna do the stupid well let's try kevin love at center again yeah
1: you need fat kevin love if he's gonna do center like the way he was built in minnesota now he's a model and he's just yeah that's fine kevin love's gotta go
0: I, I mean, I don't think anybody is going to trade for him. He's no, I mean, why, off, off why season, would you off, trade? For maybe him? off season. Um, He's I making
1: four years, one hundred and twenty million for a guy that never plays in his in his thirties. I mean, what what the hell were they thinking when they signed him to that contract?
0: I don't think they were.
1: But we'll see. Tomorrow is the trade deadline, three o'clock p.m. I believe the Bulls also made a trade today. I think they traded with the, the Wizards. They got yeah, Otto Porter.
0: For uh,
1: Jabari Parker. For
0: Jabari Parker, yeah. So, yeah. That's
1: another guy in the draft, too. You know, NBA is a crapshoot, man. Jabari was the second pick in the draft. He was expected to be a really good player, but tore his ACL his rookie year, and he's not been the same since.
0: Absolutely not. Oh, boy. All right. Andy, you got anything else?
1: Nothing else for tonight, Mike. We'll have to discuss that. Uh, we'll have to figure out the Le'Veon Bell situation that we will will monitor that we can put a poll out on on twitter for listeners
0: yeah i um, also want to put a poll up on our at rally possum pod twitter will the lakers make the playoffs yay or nay
1: yeah it's interesting to see so everybody thank you for the support on twitter continue to listen to our podcast continue to share with your friends Subscribe with us on Apple, Spotify, or Anchor, and give us, give us feedback. We want to hear your feedback. We want to hear what you want us to talk about going forward.
0: All right. Awesome. Well, we look forward to our next episode. We hope everybody enjoyed this one, and hope everybody has a great week.
1: Peace out, everybody.